0: I'm Rico
1: and this is ATC presents Debaque Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas, except we have come to the end of season one of Devvaque Rambles. We have gone on a journey of eight dramas. Yes, Rico. We are. How are you feeling?
0: uh it has been a interesting experience to see like, all these different shows. You know, well, first off, it feels like it was a back-to-back manner, uh, but overall, I think it was an enjoyable experience. Of, uh, I can't wait till we discuss like the good and the bad, you know, of of the show itself, uh, or the different shows is what I meant to say. Uh, but overall, I think I was entertained. I was entertained with this. For me, it almost felt like an experiment because yeah. this is something that i'm not used to i've i've never watched any of these korean dramas i'm not honestly i'm not big on tv either like i'll watch shows here and there but it's not like i'm always watching like a new show like you most shows have to capture my attention in one shape or another. Like either I get a recommendation or, you know, I hear a lot of buzz about it, but I won't just start a show just for the heck of it. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I think that before coming into it, I just knew it was going to be a little bit difficult for you because you're coming from a background of like, you've watched Mad Men. You love Mad Men. You've watched Bad, uh, Breaking Bad. And that's Mm -hmm. awesome. You've dipped your feet into Walking Dead. You've, watched all the Marvel shows you like we talk incessantly about Seinfeld and friends and like these big staple shows of U S and Western TV. Right. And so the K drama world is nothing like that at
0: all. It's not,
1: (laughs) there's like not a lot of overlap in any way, shape or form. So I was pretty worried in like even pitching the debauch show to you because i was like this could be a disaster like you could actually just hate all k dramas or dislike what you're watching so much that you like don't finish and i think we started off pretty badly because <laughs> boys over flowers you actually Ooh, did not boy. finish <laughs> i
0: did not finish no
1: <laughs> yeah so but i think that it as it went on you were very open minded and i have to give you props for that because Not everyone can go into watching subtitles in a completely different language in a culture they have no understanding of and stick with it and actually glean something from it and be present and able to talk articulately about what they watched and what they liked or disliked about the show.
0: Right. And including like certain genres of shows that in if it's an American show, usually I'm not even touching. So like something like a medical drama Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not even touching that with an American show. So I was willing to give it a a shot here on this side uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, Daybok just because I wanted to get like an experience of what it is to sit down and watch a Korean drama because here in the States, and we've talked about this, most shows go on for multiple seasons. So the fact that all these shows are basically condensed into sixteen to twenty episodes, and they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Hospital Playlist now has a second season, which Barring is Hospital so Playlist right, from which is the, so the strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, it's a very different thing because I'm used to a certain format. I'm used to certain beats happening by certain episodes, and that's the same with here. But at the same time my time frame of a show is so like 43 44 minutes yeah. but a lot of these shows are just like featuring films almost <laughs> every episode and i'm like this is a lot and people are just binging these and it yeah. <laughs> and for me i'm just like man i can't even you know keep pace with a movie schedule like this mm-hmm. so imagine a show so it was it was a breaking of my normal Routine, I would say, yeah. To that, I was not anticipating, but at the end, I feel that it was at least revelatory in how Korean drama is experienced for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a question I never asked you before, but uh, would you say that this is how most people consume the dramas? Like they, they basically just binge watch them, like after they're done, or do you feel that most people? Watch them while they're airing
1: it totally depends on the person mm-hmm. i know that some people like to wait until the drama is completely aired for them to start watching because they are binge watchers yeah and they'd rather have everything at their fingertips and not wait for episodes right and then there's other people that are really content to have that watch schedule like Every Thursday or, I don't know, every Thursday and Friday, I'm watching this drama two episodes a week or one episode a week, whatever the release schedule is. And they're perfectly fine with waiting another week for the new episode. But personally, I am a binger. I don't have such a great memory where if I can finish an episode, an hour long episode, and then come back a week later and try and pick up where I left off, it just doesn't work for me. Oh, Because I lose the thread of what's going on rather easily. I don't have a great memory. So to binge it, it helps me stay more focused on it. And I hate waiting. I'm very impatient. I'd rather just like watch two, three episodes a night.
0: You and I are different in that aspect because I love doing the weekly show. (laughs) I love being able to break down a show after I've watched an episode and yeah. that is actually how I've been able to just remember certain things of a show. You you mentioned like Mad Men and Breaking Bad. There are episodes that I can remember clearly, even to now, like season four, episode seven, The Suitcase. Like I know the episode title. I know the beats of that episode because I wasn't binging that show. Same thing mm-hmm. with Breaking Bad uh, in season uh five ozymandias is one of the names of the episode and like i can remember beats breaking it down but like i remember there are shows that i've been watched binge watched and it it gets muddled for me Mm -hmm. like i start losing my place as to when things happened because i don't have that reflecting period of being able to look back experience and really sit with what i watched you know, right. why Why did this happen? What is the significance of this? Mm. So, you know, things like that. That's why I prefer a show to be on a weekly basis where I can, uh, you know, digest it right? versus just binging. And then at the end, almost struggling, at least for me, struggling in remembering the order of things. Things start to blend. You don't remember if this was in episode four or eight. Like, it's like... Things start to kind of mesh. So that's why I wanted to ask if that is like a common thing. But then again, it's to each their own.
1: Totally dependent on the person. You know, some people could sit there and watch an older drama, which could be their binge watch, and then can also simultaneously be watching a week to week current release drama. And those two kind of offset one another like a yin and yang sort of deal. And they feel good about it. They're fulfilled by it uh i personally don't feel like that (laughs) (laughs) i can binge watch two three dramas at a time and like oh today i'm gonna watch two to three episodes of this drama and tomorrow i feel like watching this drama so i'm gonna catch up on this drama and it feels really comfortable for me
0: gotcha (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, so we're approaching these two different ways.
1: (laughs) Yep, we are. So is there anything that you learned that you haven't already covered um, while watching all these dramas, eight dramas?
0: Um, I I would say, like, some of the bigger things are trying to learn what some of the tropes are in Korean dramas. I still get – sometimes – I'll be watching something. You'll ask, what did you think of, you know, answer X statement. (laughs) And I'll be like, I didn't know that was something I should have, you know, been aware of. (laughs) So it's things like that that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. But at least I'm trying to, like, look out for things now. Like, for example, like the significance of like when they first touch hands or, you know, like pulling them by the arm or the fact that there is a subway in almost every show, you know, like that is just a
1: subway. Yeah. Yeah. I pay attention to different things now than I paid attention to five years ago, six years ago. Gotcha. Uh, I think that certain things call out to you when you're. I don't know, more experience with the with the culture that you're watching on screen. I would say that I'm more in tune with um, changes in the language. Like, mm. oh, they're speaking very formally right now. So there is a barrier of like politeness between these two characters or, wow, they've dropped all the formalities. And this is like a really big touch point in their relationship, whether it's two of, uh, you know, a hero and a villain or, you know, two lovers, what have you. Right. It's really important in the Korean language that there is that hierarchy. There is that like polite yo at the end of um, you know words and phrases like yo, Like yo is a polite ending. Gotcha. So between friends, you would just say 안녕.
0: Mm, I see.
1: And there is a difference. Like yeah, there's a it. difference. It's yeah. it's
0: kind of like in Spanish between tú y usted.
1: Exactly. Like, depending yeah.
0: on who you're talking to who you're speaking to right you would use a certain word to address that person mm-hmm. do is very informal exactly versus usted is a you're sign of respect to
1: an elder exactly someone who has more authority than you you say usted um and that's the same way in the korean language honestly yeah. and it's not something that i got the first few years that i was watching gay drama so <laughs> <laughs> now i'm like ooh. They did this. Oh, they said that. And it just comes with time. It just comes with um watching more things that have more overlap. Like right. watching different genres and within K drama. And then you're like, oh, they're repeating this thing. Oh, they're commenting on this. And you start to see patterns and you start to recognize certain things. Gotcha. Mm-hmm um overall i'm very happy that we did this little experiment (laughs) and um without further ado i think we're going to get into some superlatives yes if you have listened to always the critic podcast which is our um bread and butter movie podcast that we've been doing since 2018 that's where we cut our teeth on podcasting rico loves a good ranking and last year we actually because of covid There were no new releases, and so we stepped out of our comfort zone and did a summer superlatives series on Always the Critic, and that was a lot of fun. We had guests on the show, and we basically took a different genre of movies, like action, and we did a superhero episode, and we just did superlatives on summer releases in those genres, and we're going to do superlatives right now for all the shows that we watched on season one. So, Rico... Do you want to start us off on a superlative?
0: Uh, Sure. Let's go ahead and let's uh, start with the show with the best character intro. Let's start there. Okay. All right. So I'll go first with this one. Sure. And I'm going to choose not one character, not two, (laughs) not three, but four. And I'm talking about the four boys in Boys Over Flowers (laughs) Because that entrance is cringy. (laughs) It is over the top, but damn, is it memorable. Uh, Like, because I still think about the way they show that entrance between the four of them. It is insane. The slow mo, the rock music. Is my imagination, or was there like a dove flying somewhere in there? Like, if not your imagination, it's not my imagination. I knew (laughs) it, not your
1: imagination. I knew
0: it, so I I was just trying to remember if I remember that detail correctly. But yeah, that is insane to me. And maybe it's a little cheesy, but boy, is it super memorable just (laughs) thinking how they introduced these four high school boys.
1: I am so glad that you mentioned Boys Over Flowers. I was afraid that you weren't going to put them for any soproches because you hated Boys Over Flowers so much. No,
0: but I can find the fun or the good in just about anything, so.
1: Okay. So my my show with the best character intro is actually Hospital Playlist. Okay. I'm going to go with Ik June. when he arrives in the ER mm. with a Darth Vader helmet super glued to his head. I thought that was brilliant. That is pretty <laughs> I funny. thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that they're like, who's going to perform the surgery? Who's going to perform the surgery? That guy is. And then he turns around slowly and you see his face. And yeah. it's just so embarrassing. He does the surgery with the Darth Vader helmet on. It's fantastic. That I is. thought it was perfect.
0: That was really good because it establishes that this show is not going to be Serious. You know, there's going to mm. be fun had throughout the show. Mm-hmm. That was a good job.
1: For sure. Next superlative, let's go with funniest character.
0: Okay. Funniest mm-hmm. character. You want to go first?
1: I'll go first. I think it's a toss up between the North Korean crew from Cloy crash mm-hmm. landing on you or Ik Jun again, our liver man from hospital playlist because he was so. <laughs> Charming and funny throughout. Definitely the class clown of the crew.
0: Uh so with this one, I I will agree with you the from Cloyd, the North Korean crew. Uh yes. <laughs> that was a really good just overall like ensemble. It felt mm-hmm. really good that they all were funny in their own way. Like they had memorable characters. Now I do want to sure. shout out For a character that was unintentionally funny. And I would say, I can't remember his name, but it's the villain from Descendants of the Sun. With like the, (laughs) for some reason, whenever they speak English, like it just does not sound right. Like it just sounds like over pronunciation of words. And
1: Well, that character's name was Agus. There we go. August. And the the actor who played him was from Wisconsin. <laughs> go
0: back. up. from Wisconsin. That is funny to me, and it's not meant to be. Okay, that's so. I just wanted to say that. But Got in you. all seriousness, though, I think the crew from Crash Landing on You, all his um, all his crew, is actually yeah. really funny throughout. Hysterical. Yes, love
1: them. Okay, all right. Let's go with the. Best moment in a
0: show. Ooh, okay, so there are quite a few that you can choose here. So like I know that in the K2, like as an just I'm throwing a nominee out there, it's the first time that he shows off his fighting skills in the subway station. I think uh, okay. that's a really good moment in, in the show. If we're talking about uh signal. I think it's also very early on is when you get that transmission for the first time between mm-hmm. the two cops because it like immediately tr- triggers like what is going on right now how is this happening who, who you know so You're that there are not
1: some good nominees here. They're not
0: bad nominees. Uh, and then I would say that finally the the last nominee for me at least would be actually now I completely blanked on them. So those two right (laughs) there are probably my favorite moments.
1: I like those. Those are good. My best moment is either border goodbye from Chloe. Oh, probably the last one where he's like, don't run. And he's in handcuffs and he crosses the border again. And there's like a standoff between the two military parties guns raised and they're just like literally talking for the longest time but it's so emotionally packed and i truly think that was the be- the best moment in the show
0: that's a really good moment you know which moment for me a little underrated i don't know if we'll talk too much about it but it was in hospital playlist mm. comes in I would say the final episode when he asks her, you know, do you want to be together? And then he says, don't give me your answer right now. Think about it. And he walks <gasps> out. That oh, is like yeah, that's such a, good one. a like oh. boss move to do that. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah. So I, I think that was a memorable moment as well.
1: I like that. I like that one too. All right. Next superlative character with the best job.
0: Mm, So I kind of like the K2 just because like, he's like this like secret operative. I do like that, but um, I don't know if that's the best one. Hmm. Um, I think you can, you can kind of say like the people from hospital playlist are all great doctors in their own way. Um, Maybe
1: I should like change the category so that it's more like character that whose job that you wish you had
0: like, ah, with a
1: job that you wish you had.
0: That's not a bad idea. Mm. Um, Honestly, being a sketch artist for uh,
1: W Ooh. would be
0: really fun to be. That would be a you really totally fun surprised job. surprised me. <laughs> the,
1: yes. The dad is a famous cartoonist with a very well-known manhwa comic and like to be a comic book writer and illustrator is a great job
0: yeah it would be a killer job you get to create your own stories in a in a format that is very popular nowadays so Yeah. yeah i i think that's a very cool job to have
1: Wow. Okay. You surprised me with that one. That one's amazing. <laughs> my my character with the best job or job that I want is definitely Seti in Chloe. She is a tribal heiress, an mm. entrepreneur, owner and creative director of her own luxury skincare apparel and furniture brand. And I'm like all up on that. Like I want it. I can taste it. I can smell it. I want to be Seti. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do not blame you. That is a really good job to have well first off being an heiress like oh yeah
1: no that goes without saying that goes
0: that (laughs) part goes without saying but also being like a you know director of your own luxury skincare you know you could be uh you could be like the way rihanna is with the new makeup you know fenty
1: i it's essentially rihanna billionaire status you are correct (laughs) 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 okay um let's talk about the best duo slash crew
0: Oh, man. So this one's I think this comes down to two for me,
1: mm.
0: because I, I, I was viewing more crews than duos. But That's fine. but I yeah. think it's either the crew from Crash Landing on You or Hospital Playlist like those two feel like the most realized characters, the ones that feel that have the most personalities uh mm. individuality between them if i had to lean which one i think i would lean towards a uh, hospital playlist just Same. because there was a lot of characters that i really like oh i'm rooting for this person to you know whatever they're doing in their story yeah. i was rooting for them so that's kind of how i did i do have a duo though that i think is great though and it What's is What's your duo it's from signal i knew
1: it, yes. I knew it was signal yeah. duo
0: <laughs> and honestly you could kind of pick like which duo like you could pick either right uh her with the cop from the past or yeah, her yeah, yeah. with the cop from the present and, but both mm. of them work so that that's my choices
1: i am so glad you mentioned signal because i i thought you were gonna go with signal initially
0: <laughs> it, it's there and there's still plenty of other categories
1: all right most interesting setting slash premise
0: Okay, so this one for me is – it's between two. Signal, I think, would be my obvious answer there just Mm -hmm. because I've I've talked so much about how I love the fact that that is a show that can – that leans more into the premise of the show, which Mm -hmm. is a cop communicating with another cop from the past. Like that to me is fascinating. I love that. So Mm – not so, so I don't sound like a broken record with Signal. I will say, even though I wasn't a big fan of the show, I think W has an interesting concept. The fact that, oh, this person who's illustrating this comic, that comic is its own world that that person is alive in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very interesting concept, even if like the execution throughout, I'm not totally sold on. At the beginning, the the concept is, is very interesting.
1: Yeah. So my choice was W. Okay. I f- fully commit to that premise. I really enjoy it. It just was, you know, squandered with the plot. But the interesting setting slash premise, I thought it was bar none like the best one. Yeah. Signal following directly on its heels, though. Totally. Let's talk about the most outrageous subplot slash backstory.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think you and I are going to have the same one. I really do. Because. Let's see. I think there's only one answer to this. And this is from. Um, What's wrong with Secretary uh, Kim? <laughs> we do. We, have we do have the same one. Okay. We have the same one. This is ridiculous. Like the fact that <laughs> the main couple. The show. Okay. Can I just say the show starts off with these two working together He is the boss. She is the secretary. And it's supposed to be like a fun thing between the two Mm -hmm. of them. Like, Oh, don't quit. I need you and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then halfway through the show, they reveal number one, they've known each other since childhood. How have they known each other? They were both kidnapped by the (laughs) same person. That's not that. And we're not done. (laughs) The kidnapper, instead of killing The girl like was convinced not to kill her. And then he she kills herself. She commits the kidnapper commits suicide. So it's a traumatic experience. And then on top of that, there's another layer of (laughs) the brother of the guy somehow has like this manifestation in his mind that he was the (laughs) one that was kidnapped and to forget. So that way, like the younger one could forget. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's so awful. crazy. Yeah. And they throw it into the middle of the show like a dead fish. Like it's...
1: This is... <laughs> yeah, when this kind of manifested in the show, I wanted to drop the show like a bag of hot nickels. But I couldn't because we are committed to finishing shows here before we comment on them. That's only fair. Except for Boys Over Flowers. Right. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> this backstory... Slash subplot was outrageous. Completely fits the category. And I was hoping that you would say something different. But honestly, this takes the cake.
0: It is it took wild. The cake,
1: left, the, left the building with the cake. So um, I think we're going to leave it at that. Yeah, we kind of have to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with um, a show you wish was a feature length movie instead.
0: Okay, so I I have two answers here. Because I think that they would have worked better in this premise. And I think it's either the K2. Ooh. I think the K2 works better as a film instead of a 16 episode arc. Or um, W. Ooh. I think W Ooh. has a very interesting premise. But you don't need to have it extend that long. You can have that character figure out that they are in a comic and they're trying to get out and they're trying to like live their real life. You can have that in a feature length film. Hell. They were able to do it in a music video. Aha. (laughs) Take on me. Like if they could condense that type of story in a four minute music video, they could do it for a movie. I I think there's a a lot Yeah, I think there's a lot that is on the table that doesn't need to be on there.
1: I back you 100%. I think W could be a, a feature length movie easily. Mm-hmm. My pick is actually What's Wrong with Secretary Kim?
0: Uh okay, yeah.
1: Easily that could be a rom-com. Yeah.
0: Just you take out, on, you know, the suicide traumatic event.
1: Take out the whole backstory, take out the subplot, take out the spinning wheels part of it and the whole elongation of their engagement and picking the proposal Deal and the whole thing just shorten it up it would be so sweet i think i would actually it would be so good because <laughs> <laughs> you know you'd knock out all of that fluff of the show and you keep only the juiciest bits
0: right exactly it, i
1: mean it'd be a wonderful actually yeah it would so that's my pick all right best redemption
0: mm. you want to go first on this one this one's a little I'll tough go first. for me
1: I felt like in Chloe, Swindler Sung Jung, amazing redemption for that character. The Mm. second male lead in that show. Oh, I
0: see what you're saying.
1: Was basically irredeemable. Tried to marry our main girl and get into the family to exact revenge on the family. Then swindled her brother out of millions of dollars and then went on the run in North Korea. Like I think that's crazy. Lying his way into North Korea, paying people off, dealing with the mafia, Chinese smugglers. And he completely redeems himself at the end by saving Sudan. Gotcha. And oh. dying in the process. And dying in the
0: process. which yeah, he is, died
1: for his love. I yeah, know. he
0: did. That, that was... I, I almost forget about that. But yeah, he does yeah. die for his love. Um, how do you feel about... Uh, why am I blanking on his name, but (laughs) Lehman Ho's character from Boys Over Flowers. I don't mind
1: that for this category. Because I think
0: that the show really starts him out as like the most pretentious ass. Like, and the show does want you to root for him as the, you know, protagonist, as the love interest. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, I don't really see them too much as a couple because I feel like they're at so much odds throughout the show. Yeah. But at the same time, the show does do a good job of at least towards that back half, even though I didn't finish it, but towards the back half of the show, you can really start seeing him, like, actually change and actually become a person that you want to see and want a rooting interest in
1: i fully believe you i i think that he's a great one to bring up for best redemption because he's awful in the first half oh, and yeah he's terrible breaks up with her brutally is at the mercy of his awful mother and tries to break up f4 multiple times and <laughs> i mean he's just crazy but I think throughout, he grows up, essentially.
0: Right, exactly. He does grow up throughout.
1: So it's a nice um, character arc for him. And that's a great choice for Best Redemption. There you go. Okay, we're going to go, actually, before we continue with the general superlatives, which you can definitely contribute to, we're going to have Jessica's Corner. (laughs) Because (laughs) I put some superlatives in here that were too niche, and Rico was like, I can't. I can't comment on these. Like, I just don't know. I don't have any answers for these. So I'll just go solo for these three. Best cameo. I'm going to give it to, there's actually two that I like from the same show. So Chloe (laughs) had Jung Kyung Ho. He plays Seti's celebrity ex-boyfriend. And she gets caught in the scandal and like dispatch catches her photos with him and stuff. Love his cameo. He's in like three episodes. Oh, okay. And in also Chloe, Kim Soo Hyun, <laughs> he reprises his character from the movie Secretly Greatly from 2013, where he's a North Korean spy. I absolutely loved him in Chloe. That whole thing was hysterical to me. That character is supposed to be like a stupid, slow person, which is all an act. And it was Delivered so well in Chloe. I thought it was probably that's actually the answer that I'm going to go with. So, Kim Soo Hyun in Chloe. That's ah, okay. It. Best cameo. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Favorite slash best K drama trope. So, for me, A Kiss by Episode 10. I absolutely love that timing device. You can kind of feel in every show where they have this rule in place where there's lovers or a couple. The tension building between the characters and you have all of this growth and um, relationship happening between them before they ever like put hands on each other. And I really (laughs) I really enjoy that. I want the 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 satisfaction, you know, of all of this tension and all this build up to be worth it.
0: So, right. I got gotcha. Like that by
1: episode 10, the kiss by episode 10. Number two, running in the rain with the man using his jacket as an umbrella. Quality, oh quality <laughs> trope. <laughs> I, I eat that shit up every time I see it on screen. And it's actually not too often um, that they show that on screen. It's almost like a bee a b trope not Uh, an a trope okay
0: so it's not always but (laughs) not always yeah (laughs)
1: not like piggyback rides like everyone gets a piggyback ride everyone you know gets an an arm yank
0: all these things
1: (laughs) you see that's a trope like you you got that i
0: got that yeah but that was funny though i will say that
1: (laughs) worst K drama trope and this is the last category on jessica's corner I'm going to have to go with characters that somehow know each other since childhood. <laughs> I absolutely hate that trope. It's like they do their best to craft such a great story, a great romance, a great relationship. And then they're like, surprise, flashback. They knew each other.
0: That doesn't make Bullshit.
1: any sense. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Leave it at the door. The second thing is backpats slash headpats. Have you ever seen like two characters give like a hug or something and they pat the back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I've fuck seen that. Is that about? I absolutely despise back pats and head pats. Like a lot of like stroking of the head.
0: Ah, okay. So it oh makes it gosh, seem like they're like a me. pal or something.
1: Yes. Uh, it makes it mm. seem like, you know, their shih tzu that's at home, like same, same motion, same ah, energy.
0: Okay. Hate it. <laughs> back
1: pats slash head pats hate them Got it. all right that's the end of jessica's corner and we're gonna head back to <laughs> the regular uh superlatives here let's go dark what is the best villain rico
0: oh oh man this is a pretty good one uh okay so best villain yeah i think i'm gonna go with the police chief from signal ooh, because all the covering up all the you know behind the scenes dealings of stopping the police from doing their job yes he is the one manipulating all of that on top of that he is the one that kills our hero or pretty much yeah he pretty much kills our hero yeah So I'm going to say that he is the best He's a murderer. He's a murderer. Outright. Yeah.
1: No ifs, ands, or buts about it.
0: No, none at all. And he covers it up all these years later. Oh, yeah. On
1: him. Like, uh, there's so much attitude coming from him. There is so much attitude. Like, this guy,
0: who does he think he is?
1: Legit. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. I'm actually going to go... It's a toss-up for me between Gu joon mom in Boys Over Flowers. Okay. Or Choi Yujin from the K2. Both ladies, sinister. <laughs> they need to be locked up. The Gu Jin-pyo's mom, like, hires a high schooler to kidnap <laughs> Jandi. He, he, she's sabotaging every person that's involved with Jandi. Keeps her children... In torturous situations, marries her daughter off to put someone she doesn't love, like breaks up couples. She's a menace. And then Choyajin ships off Yuna to Spain and holds her hostage so that she can get her husband to do whatever she wants. That's not good. not good. <laughs> not good, guys. Those are terrible, terrible people, best villains in my book. All right. Not <laughs> conversely. Bad. What is the worst villain
0: um the worst villain I might have to say if you're talking villains W doesn't really have a villain does it am, <laughs> that am was I right oh okay that's your choice my choice is
1: W because they didn't even write a villain
0: right there's no real villain there. So, but if we're choosing like an actual villain, I'll go back to Descendants of the Sun and that guy from Wisconsin. <laughs> like I think like it's it's almost oh, like a joke shit. of a character. So but It is a joke. So that's that would be my choice if we're picking an actual person, but because of the fact that W doesn't even have one by default. It was like yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just a cautionary tale. Do not do this. All right. Show with the best ending.
0: Ooh, best ending. Okay. I already know which one is not the best ending. And that is crash landing on you. <laughs> because of the fact that they don't really coordinate this thing. They're supposed to meet in, what is it? Switzerland? Switzerland. <laughs> when? How? What time? Like, And she like just randomly, just like, sh- uh, anyway. So This is
1: fantastic. I thought you were going to say Descendants of the Sun with the Canada bit.
0: Oh, no. That one's. Also so bad. That is (laughs) memorable. That is super memorable. They're like in Vancouver or something. All of them. (laughs) And then it's like they become heroes and they're like changing into their outfits. That is also (laughs) another wild one.
1: (laughs) So out of left field almost. But
0: best ending we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best ending. I think I'm going to lean towards hospital playlist Ooh. and i think because of the fact that the show doesn't really end yes it leaves you with trails of where the story can pick up mm-hmm. so that's why i think it's a good ending although you know it doesn't really end but i think it's, it's a good way of like
1: it's probably more familiar to you because yes. in american tv every season ends like that exactly Major cliffhangers plot holes not filled in and characters kind of at a standstill like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen
0: next like one of the most memorable ones in western television to me was uh west wing at the end of the first season uh the president comes out you know his entire crew they're walking out of a location and there's a shooter who shoots and they start shooting and everybody starts ducking and then it cuts to black and you don't know because then you hear the radio that somebody's been shot. And it's oh, like, who has been shot?
1: Oh, my God. And that's
0: how they leave you for the season, <laughs> for the summer.
1: That is rude. That is
0: shit? rude. That is super rude. But that's just one that comes to mind, you know, in Western television.
1: Yeah. So you liked that in Hospital police. I did. It was very similar. Yeah, because yeah.
0: It, it feels like, oh. There
1: is going to be more. Right.
0: And where is it going to go? It leaves you with anticipation.
1: Oh, nice word. Okay. My ending is more definitive. Okay. I went with the K2, actually.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because that one was wrapped up in a pleasing way. All the bad guys like either die or get their comeuppance. And then J.A. and Anna get the hell out of Dodge and make it to Spain. And I'm like, yeah, like that's
0: they, decent. They were I, able like, to get it out.
1: Respectable ending on that one. So K2 for me. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Worst character death.
0: This one, I, I didn't really actually torn. I didn't think too hard on this one just because um, like most of the deaths, just they happen and that's it.
1: It can be also like worst in the sense that like not worst or most violent. Or right. right no, thing, no, But also like, wow, I can't believe they did that. Right.
0: Like, like, like why incredulous
1: did they do death? Yeah.
0: Gotcha. No, no. I, I see okay. what you're saying. Um, it's probably, hmm, I don't remember this girl's name, but it is okay, in signal. Okay. Like okay. this girl dies like in a bus so or in a truck. So
1: it's and that character. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, t- okay. So she steps into like a booby trapped truck yeah. and gets blown up and then her charred body is wheeled away. Like. Yeah, that's it's, insane. That's
0: pretty insane for and that show. And then they on because-
1: it. <laughs> because <laughs> they, he makes a change using, you know, the signal, the, the walkie-talkie. Right. And she comes back to life. She is restored.
0: <laughs> she is restored to her yes. proper body.
1: <laughs> yeah. That so is I said the signal one's probably a, a really bad one. I mean, worst character death in both senses of the word. Yeah, I'll go with W though because Oyunju oh dies of a gunshot wound in the manhwa, off screen.
0: Oh, off screen. That's right. It's an off screen death. Our boy Casey comes awful. back.
1: He comes back and tells his dad, "Oh, she died," and all this stuff, like tell literally telling him how that. she died.
0: You can't be doing that. That's-
1: versus showing us her end, like the end of her.
0: That's a bad way to... It was bad. It was bad, right. bad, bad, bad. You're right about so that. So I
1: think that was the worst. Obviously, she comes back. They draw her back to life. <laughs> but anyway, worst character death, hands down for me. Um, Let's end this general superlatives section with the best kiss.
0: Ooh. I'll let you go first on this one.
1: Okay. It's definitely in Hospital Playlist with mm. Jungwon. He kisses the resident Gil. Oh, my God. Like, I was losing it. I love their kiss. It has so much meaning to it. And I think that's what gets me. Okay. Is that there was all of this pent up, like, will they or won't they? Does he have feelings for her? And you get this small reveal of, he got rid of all of the religious paraphernalia that was in his desk. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, does this mean that he's giving up on his dream to become a priest?
0: Oh my God, that's right.
1: <laughs> and it turns out, yes, like when she begs him to stay and not become a priest, he just goes and kisses her. And you're like, oh my God, like this is it. Like this is love. It has happened. He's chosen wisely as the uh, <laughs> as they say in Indiana Jones 3, it was so fulfilling to see these two characters.
0: Right. Uh, that is not a bad choice. Okay. That's not okay. a bad choice.
1: What is your choice?
0: My choice is going to be surprisingly from what's wrong with Secretary Kim? Park Ming Ho and Park Suzhou. Really? I think yeah. their kiss feels a little more what i've what i see in western media uh you know there's it, it there's a little more passion behind it is what i'm open no.
1: mouth yeah exactly Church kisses oh i say church kiss, yeah, so that's you, a s- reference that's- to the wedding singer <laughs> <laughs>
0: i was not expecting wedding <sighs> singer oh boy
1: yeah. sorry i blindsided you with that one but yeah you did I I like their kisses as well. Like I can't pinpoint one. Did you have one? I'm sure Tricia You
0: there's like? one where, um, I guess like they're I don't know if they're on a bed. Like they're like about to lay down on a bed. I can't remember. Is
1: it the one where he like undoes the like top knot that she had on her blouse?
0: I think so. Yes.
1: Okay. That was the spiciest one. That's the spiciest one. Because you're thinking they're going to they're going to have sex and then they get interrupted.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the one. That's the one. Okay,
1: but that's a famous one, I would say. Hey,
0: I mean, (laughs) nothing wrong with it (laughs) being famous.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that is the end of our general superlatives. And we're going to go with the ones that are leading us to Rico's top five for season one. (laughs) 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 What? um, Let's go with. The show with the character doing the bare minimum.
0: Bare minimum. Mm -hmm. So I would say this has got to be a character that you just feel is not really contributing much to the plot. It Uh,
1: could be however you you kind of interpret it. I didn't want to define it too much. Like if you feel like it's an actor versus the character or the character and the plot that they're not servicing, like it's all up to you.
0: Right. I think it was. Why am I blanking? I think it was. Yes, crash landing on you. Ooh. Uh, the the male lead.
1: What? Why am I
0: blanking on his name? <laughs> I think for for most of the show, for most of the show, he is just playing it too rigid, and I know he's playing like a North Korean soldier. But I think he's playing it too dry throughout and it's it's not enough for the character. You want oh, that character shit. to break free and it feels like he doesn't truly break out of it, that shell. Oh my god. I never feel like he broke out of that shell.
1: You're saying the uh, the character doing the bare minimum is Hyunbin? Captain Ri? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Had your kids, had your wives. You better, you better lock your doors No, I know. People are going to come after me. we are going to come it's, after you, bro. Like
0: I know. People love that character, I know, but.
1: Yeah, they love like the stoic soldier, the, you know.
0: Oh, God. I right. said what I said?
1: That's, I didn't know what you I know exactly what you said. I was shocked. My character during the bare minimum is Anna from the K2. Oh, by Yuna.
0: yeah. That, you know what? That's a good, yeah.
1: She is the equivalent of a deer in headlights. Like you just run her over and you're like, shit, my car's wrecked. Like, it's bad.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: It's not good. Like she's not doing a lot. You're right. She's dead weight.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) that's a very good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on it.
1: Okay. What is the show with the best character?
0: All right. I think I think you already know my answer. I think you do. I don't know now. Well, well, know. okay. So, you
1: threw out him in it threw it all out of whack. No, well, first the off, it's from wrong. Signal.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's Jian. It's Jian. Uh, man, I, but Ejian. E. Yes. He is <laughs> s- Wait,
1: is that the one from, from the past? The guy the, from the past. From the yes, past. that's correct.
0: I do like the guy from the present too. Both of those characters are great. I like yeah. the one from the past more because you get to see him at different stages of his career. You get to see him at different stages of his life and what it's like to live with this, you know, almost like power. It's, it's almost the power to be able to communicate with the future.
1: You're saying he's a superhero. In a way. (laughs) You thought about
0: it. I thought about it for a second, but no, but in reality, like the guy has, he's been given a gift to be able to help out the future and also be assisted by the future and i love how we see him when he's a patrol officer you know not knowing what this all is growing all the way up to being like a full-fledged captain who you know is basically at the end of his life realizing you know everything he does and what he could have done as well and I right. really enjoy that about the character. So that is my choice for best character.
1: Yeah, you kind of nailed it. Um, I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with Sung Jun ki as Captain Yu Jin in Descendants oh, of the Sun. okay. And I'll say that because he is probably the perfect mix of the serious soldier and the guy who doesn't take anything too seriously... The guy that knows when to follow rules and when to break them. Mm-hmm. He's very playful and super charming. Definitely like a shoot your shot kind of guy. And, you know, great at fighting, super um good looking. And I just feel like he's like the best of everything. So I will go with Son Junki as Captain Yusu Jin as best character.
0: That's a that's a good choice.
1: Yeah. I think he's great um let's go with the show with the best ost
0: i had a problem with this one only because okay. a lot of the shows like i had a hard time remembering but there was i i'm not saying it's the best one it's just the one that came to mind a lot just because it okay. sounded so different and it is the theme from signal because it has like this western motif
1: country twangy yeah sort of sound so to it. it sounds
0: so different i'm not saying it's the best one but it is the most it's Unique. the one that really stuck in my head because like I mm-hmm. can still think back to it and the way it ends like with the guy oh sure, sure. <laughs> like I still remember it you know
1: fantastic okay I like that answer signal is probably not uh, an OST people would pick right over some of the other ones so I like that you chose that I it's for me it's between descendants of the Sun and W. Okay. I love both of those. I listen to both of those actively. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, probably I'll go with Descendants of the Sun ultimately because I like more songs from that soundtrack versus W. Yeah. Like Descendants of the Sun has like oh every time I see you
0: that's that not a song. bad song yeah
1: oh god I I don't know why I just <laughs> you instantly, don't know instantly. Instantly puts a smile on my face and makes me think of the drama and all the best parts of the drama, right. plus like the other songs on the OST. So I'll go with Descendants of the Sun.
0: Not a bad right. choice.
1: Most, most memorable show watching experience.
0: So this is going to be a, a crazy one because we're talking about memorable.
1: Yeah, it's memorable.
0: It's got to be Boys Over Flowers for me. Oh. Like, that is a memorable Classic. experience, just remembering the things that I'm just, like, befuddled by <laughs> on the show. And inexplicably <sighs> having the girl yelling so much throughout the show. Gen- like, she's always yelling at someone, you know? <laughs> and then you you have, like, the very problematic stuff involving, like, bullying with, you know... Basically to the point of killing someone or the kid commits suicide. And then like the show opens with that pretty much like the kid. That's the
1: opener. Yeah, that's the
0: opener. A kid's about to jump and (laughs) commit suicide. But hey, we got more. Um,
1: Yeah. And then this club has everything it really
0: does because then <laughs> there's like so many sporting events that these kids do like she's a swimmer they go so racing good. with cars like they go like like <laughs> if it was monaco in
1: luxury cars
0: like if it was they, like italian sport racing and then they like go riding on horses uh don't they, they do shooting basketball. at one point yes they do basketball as well they
1: i do think they Maybe they do like in their spare time.
0: Maybe, I but know. I can't remember. But there is like
1: one's a potter. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> <laughs> so random.
1: Oh, in place of violin. All
0: like. of them do such random things, <laughs> you know, in this life. That
1: if you had to okay, here's a question that has nothing to do with the superlatives. If you had to build an F4.
0: Okay
1: what would your four be (laughs) like what would their be (laughs) what would their talents be and like their their thing
0: oh my god okay so i think (laughs) obviously you need a leader right yeah yeah, yeah. there's there's the leader the one that everybody kind of falls in line with they're the usually the most popular one they're the one sometimes that's most athletic
1: what's his gimmick
0: his gimmick he's the pretty boy like he is the true pretty boy like he gets all the attention for being okay. really good looking. Then you're, you have to have one of your other ones has to be like an athlete. Like they are good at just sports, okay. you know, but not like the most random sports out there. Like, you know, conventional sports that we would. You do.
1: want a conventional sports, dude?
0: Just like a conventional, like they're either like on the football team or like, even if you want to go he like, really like every
1: sport, like every season, he's almost
0: like he's sport. almost doing like a different sport each season. Yes. Like that type of <laughs> that type of guy.
1: Uh, Not like a luxury sport, like equestrian.
0: No. Polo. No. The most, what? the most like bougie, if you want to call it, would be like something like lacrosse. Like that Ugh. would be like the most.
1: Maybe he's a rower.
0: Oh my God. That's not a bad idea. If it's a rich okay. school, then yeah, a rower is actually not a bad okay. choice. Like a, like the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, uh, so we have that's them, a right? Social network, no? Yeah, that's yeah, okay. exactly. Um, I didn't
1: know you had the twins' names memorized like that.
0: Yeah, the, the Winklevosses. <laughs> Um The third one is the guy who has all the connections. This is the person that has an in with. The audio-visual team—they have an in with the <laughs> math. They have an in, and they're the ones like that can get like test scores and or you know like early tests. Th- oh
1: my god, he's the DJ. He's, he's the like DJ.
0: The yes, he okay. is the DJ. So like, and he, he
1: has like a record collection worth like thousands. Of oh, thousands. for
0: sure, this okay, guy perfect. has I rich parents, but he has ins everywhere, and right. then and he's like
1: at the coffee shop, yes, like, everywhere and nowhere at the
0: same yes. time. And then finally. The fourth one for me, I think, has to be the funny one. Has to be the one that – but here's the problem. The, The funny and the jokes come at other people's expenses because they are part of this elite group. So it's always him making fun of someone. So it's
1: Pete Davidson.
0: Kind of. Okay. kind of like okay. pete davidson uh but yeah basically making fun of other people is, actually pete
1: davidson is very self-sacrifice like, yeah he um, y-
0: you know you're right he is self a uh, self um deprecating self deprecating yeah so yeah, yeah, so he doesn't fall f- in that line there but i would say um someone who feels like a jerk in a way is another comedian jimmy kimmel Ooh, yes jimmy kimmel's a dick dick. (laughs) but he fits this particular thing perfectly so
1: what would the face look like because it can't be jimmy no no it's
0: not gonna be jimmy kimmel but i think
1: inside whose body
0: inside of whose body that's a great question um i feel like we can leave that up to the audience yeah we can leave that to the audience like (laughs) cast your f4 by giving us like the body type Like, who would fit into who? Yes. Because in my mind, for some reason, I don't know why it's coming to mind. Maybe it's just recency bias. But I feel like someone along the lines... I'm not saying his frame now, because he's too too built. But I'm (laughs) saying, like, John Cena feels like the type that would make (laughs) fun of you. But not, like, now John Cena, because he's too good a shape. You know what I'm saying?
1: You want a chunkier John Cena, something like, like, like that.
0: Like he's still popular, but the only reason he's popular is because like he he makes the other three laugh, so they keep okay. him around in that in that capacity.
1: I like this concept. So again, like Rico said, if you want to build your F four and cast it, tell us on all the socials. We're on uh, what is it? Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ATC Pod. Please let us know. Yes. What does your F four look like? Okay. Now, here is the last, yeah, last superlative before we get into your top five, Rico. What is the best show that we have watched?
0: That is a season? great question, and I'm going to answer that by giving you my top five first. Yes. So that way cool, we cool. can build up to what I think is the best show. I so <laughs> let's start off. Since I've only watched eight shows, this top yeah, five shows. is Drawing from a very shallow pool. Yeah. But regardless, here is my top five K-dramas so far. All right. At number five, I am going with Descendants of the Sun. (laughs) Number five. All right. All right. At number four, I am going with The K-2
1: really yes
0: it has dropped slightly in estimation for me i
1: am very
0: surprised i know okay it's surprising
1: wow all right
0: at number three even though the ending is (laughs) so funny (laughs) to me number three is crash landing on you
1: wow
0: that's number three
1: wow okay nice
0: number two I'm not a fan of the genre of the show, but the show sold me a lot on it, and it was Hospital Playlist. <gasps> number two. Oh,
1: oh, my God.
0: I'm so
1: intrigued by it. Okay, I think I know what number one and is. And
0: I it. think you know what number one is, but my number one show is still by leaps and bounds over the others. Oh, it's shit. Signal. 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 I yeah. love that show.
1: I am so glad that you love Signal yeah man you're like yeah man that's like like would you say signal holds up to like even the west the best western shows that you i think
0: that for the most part i think it does because it's such an interesting premise it's acted very well uh there is a couple there's a couple of episodes that kind of get stuck in like these side stories like these side missions And at the end of the day, you still want – I think what I – the only change I would make, Mm -hmm. this is the only one, is the show opens up with this really cool case about a a person who was abducted, right? A girl that was abducted. Child was abducted. You know, when they were young and all these years later, there's no answer. I would have loved for that to be the main case of the season. But in between, there would be cases that they would have to solve. But that kind of contributed to that. Like it was like a like a it would be like a a the new clue. Cases. Yeah, a new clue that would all of a sudden unlock something for the main case. I think that would have been a cool thing because it kind of, in a way, reminds me of this show, a, a Western show called The Killing. The Killing mm. is about a girl that goes missing. The whole the whole tagline of the show was, uh, what happened to Rosie Larson? And so she goes missing. And so these cops are in charge of the investigation. And the show, 13 episode run, is all about, well, did she go missing? Was she killed? Who are the suspects? And so then there's cases in between, but those cases deal with some of the suspects that they're you know, looking at, and little things start opening up, and they're like, oh, crap, we didn't look at this, and this could be a huge clue, like stuff like that. I, I think like that. that would be the thing that I would change about the show. I think the show overall is still great, With the different cases, like they they kind of section it off. Like the first three episodes are about one case, then the next few are about another case, and like I do like that. I don't mind it at all, but I think it would have been it would have served better if the entire one season run was one giant case, yeah, and then the little cases in between contribute to it.
1: You prefer the uh, the micro on one case versus a macro on many cases
0: right yes yes
1: yeah that's respectable i like that
0: but other than that that's if you know you're comparing it to the western shows that i Mm -hmm. really like as a k-drama by itself like for me so far it stands by itself so
1: nice So, for me, the best show is definitely Signal and Descendants of the Sun because I feel like that. Also, Descendants of the Sun was my most memorable show watching experience as well. So, it goes hand in hand with it being tied for first. Got it. Best show. The Descendants of the Show. Descendants of the Show. Descendants of the Show. Descendants of the Sun. It's pretty divisive nowadays. I think that people are more comfortable with saying they dislike the show versus back when it was hot and people were like berating others for their opinion. Like, Mm. it's fine. Like, I don't care. Right. (laughs) But um, I really enjoyed that show. And it was actually the one that I was most anticipating the next episode on. Got it. And relatively the same for Signal, although I am more hesitant to be like, yeah, let's go on another episode of a really dark drama. (laughs) I'm like, ooh, like I'm kind of wincing when I press press play on like a dark drama-like signal. But for Descendants of the Sun, it was a very positive experience. So I like both, both for different reasons.
0: Both for different reasons. Okay, nice.
1: Yeah. I love your top five. I am so excited that Hospital Playlist landed so high up on the list. Because if you listen to our episode on Hospital Playlist, it is probably... (laughs) A little more negative than what I was expecting it to land on on your on your top five.
0: Yeah, it does sound negative. Definitely when when we listen back to it, for sure. Yes.
1: Yeah. But um, this has been such a fun experience. I want to encourage all of you to basically support us as much as you can. You know, we are um, the show's not going anywhere. It's still going to be on all the the podcast apps Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So definitely hit subscribe, um, like the show, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's going to go such a long way for, you know, us to get discovered by more listeners just like you. And of course, come and say hi on social media because we're I'm still there. Like Rico's not there, <laughs> but I'm there. <laughs> and you can come say hi, um, you know, talk to me about the episodes or about other shows that you're watching I'm going to be posting on there and you know the blog is still going to be alive and well so I'll be writing you know full reviews for shows that I'm watching on my own um, you can find us on Twitter Instagram Facebook at ATC like I said before and again best way to support us is to become a patron yes okay for a little for as little as like two dollars a month it's such a great way for you to get involved And show how much you love us. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Now, all that being said, Rico, is there going to be a season two?
0: I would say that (laughs) yes, there is going to be a season two. (laughs) There is. And we can expect that in early
1: 2022. Yes. We are, uh, again we have another podcast that is a weekly podcast and we haven't stopped doing that podcast since 2018. It actually is a lot of effort for us to do the Debak show, um, Debak K Rambles. It's basically us watching 16 to 20 hours of television and then getting together to record a podcast on top of our really busy full-time jobs and watching movies because we're watching movies for always the critic every week we're at the movie theater or watching a movie on streaming or what have you and again definitely become a patron to help us out um to stay you know doing doing what we love we love podcasting um somebody did ask us a question i put out the apb for possibly a mailbag and at underscore ujameta asked us, are you guys going to watch When the Camellia Blooms on Netflix? And I'm assuming that's for season two. I can honestly tell you after actually putting together the lineup for season two that, yes, we are going to watch When the Camellia Blooms, which is a Netflix uh, Netflix original show, I believe. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to the shows we're going to do for season two. I don't know if I should say which shows we're gonna do I feel like it's a little bit of a let's leave it a bit
0: of a mystery we're definitely
1: doing When the Camellia Blooms but you know there were some shows that you guys voted for us on Instagram to do and cover for season one and there's just was too many episodes for us to do or the episodes were too long and again like we're trying our best to record these ahead of time and then release them on time (laughs) so It's, uh, it was a little difficult for us to get to those. And I think one of them was like Mr. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. That's one that I'll throw out there. And it is currently on the docket for season two. So definitely keep an eye out on the Instagrams, on the socials. We'll give you guys the date of when everything is going to come together. And you'll get your season two, guys. I'm so excited. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say, Rika, before we get out of here?
0: I think I'm good just uh for everybody, you know if if you're trying to find your loved one, make sure that you set up a time and date <laughs> so you know where to meet and you don't just by chance happen to parasail into a Swiss mountain.
1: You'd think that if he planned out a year's worth of text messages, that he would send her the time day. Year of when they would meet. But those are some cloy problems we can't get over.
0: Oh, well. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. Anyway, that has been our show. That's been our season. I'm Jessica.
0: And I'm Rico. And this has been the ATC Presents Daybuck K Rambles podcast.